Welcome to the Retirement is Within Reach podcast. My name is Jerry Doherty. I own and operate a retirement planning firm in Westboro, Massachusetts, about 30 minutes west of Boston. And in addition to hosting this podcast for the past 10 years, I've hosted a daily, yes, I said daily, radio program on a Massachusetts 50,000-watt radio station, WCRN. My show airs Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to noon. That's Eastern time, of course. So if you'd, ever, if you'd ever like to tune in, just simply say, Alexa, play WCRN, and you can listen to my radio program as well. Well, listen, I'm very happy that you stopped by today. If you're close to retiring, or perhaps even recently retired, I assure you that the time that you spend with me will be time well spent. This podcast is heard in all the major outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Android, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the others as well. We are wherever you are. So in the next 30 minutes or so, for most of you, you're going to gain more knowledge about the retirement planning process than you might have learned thus far in your life. And I assure you of this, if you continue to listen to this podcast week after week, it's going to change your life by making your retirement better than you might currently think is possible. Remember, knowledge is power, but employing that knowledge, putting it into practical application, is most powerful of all. So for the past five years or so in the Boston area, I've been hosting a five-hour course on retirement planning, how to build your own retirement plan. It's broken into two, two and a half hour sessions. And we typically teach them on college campuses around this area. And I just finished one up the other day at Worcester State University, which is right in Worcester, Massachusetts, as you might imagine. And I have to tell you, the number of questions that I get on Social Security are absolutely enormous. It's by far and away the most popular part of the five-hour course. So what I thought I'd do on today's podcast is I wanted to take you through the history of Social Security and some of the ins and outs of Social Security so you have a good understanding of how the Social Security system works. So where did Social Security begin? How did all of this come about? Well, on October 29, 1929, the U.S. stock market collapsed. That day became known as Black Tuesday. And from 1929 to 1932, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by an astounding 89%. Can you imagine? And it didn't fully recover until 1954, 22 years after its bottom. The Great Depression was the most prolonged and deepest economic downturn in U.S. history. Millions of Americans lost everything and were thrown into poverty. Few people had money to spend. The U.S. economy slowed to a snail's pace and unemployment skyrocketed. Times were tough, and except for a fortunate few, most Americans lived in an atmosphere of hopelessness and despair. There were no social safety nets for the elderly or for the sick. And then, in November of 1932, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, was elected President of the United States. It was at a time when America was in the depths of the Great Depression. Roosevelt's New Deal legislation provided a roadmap to pull America out of her depression. You know, one of Roosevelt's New Deal programs was the 1933 repeal of Prohibition, which based upon my personal perspective of history was really a shot in the arm, or maybe I should say a shot in the mouth to our national psyche that undoubtedly had sunk into a malaise as a result of the depression. 
As Will Rogers once said, prohibition was better than no alcohol at all. But on a more serious, or maybe I should say more sobering note, another very important part of Roosevelt's New Deal legislation was the 1935 Social Security Act. Now, the program began as a form of social insurance at a time when poverty rates among America's senior citizens exceeded 50%. Now, of course, as we all know, over the many years since Social Security's inception, the Act's provisions have been repeatedly amended to reflect our country's contemporary economic and also social conditions. But when Social Security was first implemented, life expectancy in the United States was only 62 years old. And Social Security payments didn't begin until age 65. So the system was built on the premise that the average participant wouldn't live long enough to become a recipient. At the same time, there were roughly 40 workers, 40 people contributing to the Social Security system, paying payroll taxes for every one recipient. Social Security taxes were collected beginning in 1937, but people weren't eligible for benefits until 1940. So there's also a little bit of runway of time for the government to build up a surplus in the program. The first Social Security recipient was a Vermont resident. Her name was Ida May Fuller, who in 1940 began collecting $22.54 per month from the Social Security system. Ms. Fuller began collecting those benefits at the age of 65, and I'm very happy to report that she lived to the ripe old age of 100. You know, I got to tell you, being here in New England, I always suspected that, that Vermonters somehow just led healthier lives, and must, maybe it's the fresh air, or maybe it's something else. So although my Ida Mae Fuller only paid into the system for just three years, she received 35 years' worth of benefits, totaling $22,888.92. Ida Mae, God bless you. But Miss Fuller was really a statistical anomaly, as you might imagine. In 1940, she was way outside the actuarial assumptions that underpin the solvency of the Social Security system. Today, of course, Americans are living longer than ever before. If you're a male age 65 and in good health, your life expectancy is about 85 years. A similar woman age 65 in good health can expect to live to be about 88. And I find it very interesting that married couples live longer than single people. For a married couple age 65, there's a 50-50 chance that one of you will live to be age 92. And believe it or not, there's a 25% chance that one of you will live to be age 97. Now let's remember too that all of us might be living longer than even those expectations. There was an interesting article I read a few years ago. It was published by Prudential Financial and it's uh, titled, Life Expectancy Doubled in the Past 150 Years. I probably don't need to tell you much more than just the title of the uh, article. Life expectancy increased from the 1850s from around 35 to 40 years old to our current life expectancy numbers. That's a really dramatic increase. And also, when you think about all the fascinating research that's going on right now at America's research hospitals, as well as independent research labs spanning the country, the futuristic dreams of our imaginations, things we once only saw in science fiction movies are now becoming a reality to expand our life expectancies even further. And our ever-increasing life expectancy will impact 
our Social Security benefit, as well as our individual retirement strategies. So we need to give both of those a lot of thought because the decisions that we make today will have lasting effects that will be with you for years and years and decades to come. So as you're listening to me right now, let me ask you a question to think about for a moment. What's the biggest retirement asset that you own? What is the biggest retirement asset that you own? Is is it your 401k? Is it the equity that you have in your home? Is it the money that you've been fortunate enough to save sitting in the bank? Well, for many of you, it might just be your Social Security benefit. In fact, I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to say that for most of you, Social Security probably is your biggest retirement asset. But what do you really know about Social Security and your particular benefit? I'm sure that most people can tell me what their full retirement age benefit will be. That's the benefit that you would receive at age 66 or age 67, depending upon your year of birth. You might know that number because the Social Security Administration always highlights that number on your statement. But seeing that you're eligible for Social Security retirement benefits beginning at age 62 and can file anywhere between that age and age 70, when should you file? Should you file right away or should you wait? Or maybe file somewhere in between? Well, much of how you answer that question has to do with your individual circumstances. Look at it this way. If you file earlier rather than later, it's true that you'll collect the benefits sooner, but your yearly benefit amount will be smaller than it would have been than what you would have received had you waited to an older age. On the other hand, if you wait to an older age to file, it's true that you receive a higher annual benefit, but does that higher difference offset the income that you didn't receive in previous years by taking it earlier? And let me ask you, would you even know how to begin to assess which is the right filing strategy for you? You know, it's generally accepted that for married couples between the ages of 62 and age 70, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 567 different filing strategies. That's a lot of strategies. And according to the Social Security Administration, the most popular for age for people to begin their benefits is at age 62. A little bit less than half of the men and a little bit less than half of the women file at that age. But is that really the right age to begin? Or as I suspect, do people just take it at that point as soon as they're eligible because they can? You know, when I meet with new clients, if they begin taking their Social Security benefit at age 62, they often tell me that they did so because they were afraid the system's going to run out of money and they're going to be left with nothing in the long term. Now, I don't want to debate the merits of their rationale, whether Social Security will or will not go bankrupt, whether it will or won't be solvent in the future. I merely point out that these individuals made their decision based upon an emotional rationale. They didn't make the decision based upon a numerical analysis of their Social Security filing options. The reality is, is to maximize your aggregate, your lifetime Social Security income, Assuming a normal life expectancy, you need to wait. Few people actually wait to the age of 70, but that would give you your maximum benefit. When you choose to file for Social Security will determine how much you receive in a monthly Social Security benefit and in turn, how much you will receive in total benefits over your lifetime. Filing earlier doesn't generate more money up front, but over a lifetime, 
it will reduce the total, the aggregate amount of benefit that you receive. And in some cases, the difference in your total benefit can be staggering. It can be $100,000 or more. And of course, there will be a crossover point, a crossover age, if you will. Think about it this way. If you filed early, for a while, you'll be ahead of the game compared to waiting. But had you waited on an annual basis, you would have received more income. So at some point in time, the person who waited, who's generating that higher annual income, will catch up to the person who filed earlier, who's been collecting a lesser amount, but for more years. And eventually, that person who waited will surpass the person who started earlier. And when that day arrives, it's called the Social Security Crossover Point. But does anyone listening to me right now even know how to make that numerical analysis? Maybe someone out there does. I'm sure there's probably one or two MIT grads in the audience. But beyond that, probably very few of you actually know how to truly assess your options. But this is where we can help you. We can make that analysis for you. We can crunch the numbers. We have the software to do it. We can provide you with a numerical rationale for your decision about how to file for Social Security benefits. And when Social Security is considered in the larger context of your overall retirement strategy, a strategy, by the way, that we can help you create, you just might find that retirement isn't such a far-off distant dream. Retirement might be a lot closer than you currently think. Our numerical analysis for Social Security is paramount to understanding your filing options. A mistiming of your start date could potentially cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of 25 or 30 years. And after paying into the Social Security system for your entire career, why wouldn't you want an analysis to maximize your benefit, to make you, help you make your golden years that much more enjoyable? It just kind of makes sense to have a numerical analysis. You know, when you really think about it, retirement is not just about how much money you've saved. It's more about what those savings translate into in terms of a retirement income. You see, retirement is far more about income than it is about anything else. And having reliable streams of retirement income is most important. In fact, it's really difficult to think about a retirement without having income. It's pretty obvious. Once you retire, you're no longer working. So you no longer have a paycheck coming in from gainful employment. So you must now take your retirement nest egg, that pile of savings that you've accumulated over the past 40 years or so, and turn those savings into streams of income, figuratively what I call a retirement paycheck. And to remain retired, you're going to need sustainable streams of income, income that's guaranteed to last for as long as you live, no matter how long you live. So let me ask you, what are going to be your sources of sustainable retirement income? What are they going to be? Do you know? Well, when I meet with clients, one of the first things that we discuss is their Social Security retirement benefit. And the first thing people ask me is they say, Jerry, will Social Security be there for me? And in all honesty, I don't know if there's one right answer to that question. Anything can happen. We all know this. But here's what one member of Congress said. One member of Congress said anyone 55 and older in this country has got to know that their Social Security benefit will not be changed. 
And I have to tell you, I believe that statement will probably hold true. I think that most of the changes to the Social Security system will be made at the expense of younger Americans who will likely experience changes such as older qualification ages, greater taxation of benefits, maybe reduced annual increases to the benefits, and so on, all to bring the system back to being actuarially sound. However, I do believe firmly that people who are over the age of 55 can be pretty confident that their Social Security benefit is going to be there for them through retirement. But normally, somebody's Social Security benefit alone, in and of itself, is not going to be enough income to cover all of their expenses. Social Security is certainly help. It's a step in the right direction, but it's not designed to provide 100% of most retirees' income needs. And by the way, it was never designed to be that way, to provide all of the income needs for somebody. It was supposed to be used as a supplement to complement other retirement savings. But many people's retirement savings are less than they had hoped for, especially coming out of 2022. It was also less than what they anticipated it would be. Consequently, their Social Security benefit holds greater importance in their overall retirement income than ever before. Now, the aspect of Social Security that I really love is that it's an income you can't outlive. Just think about the power of those words. As long as you're alive, the Social Security benefit is guaranteed to come in. That really should provide great peace of mind. It's very comforting. But for a moment, let's look at Social Security as if it were an investment. So over your working years, you and your employer pay taxes into the Social Security system. That tax is known as FICA, F-I-C-A, the Federal Insurance Contribution Act. So let's hypothetically say that after all the years of contributions, your Social Security benefit at your full retirement age was $2,000 a month. And let's also assume that over a long period of time, your cost of living increase is averaged 2.8%. Now, on the surface, that doesn't sound like very much money, does it? However, when you look at the total dollars that you receive over time, it's actually quite a lot of money. Over 20 years, you will receive $673,000. Over the course of 30 years, you receive more than $1 million. So when you look at the length of time that we're spending in retirement due to our increased longevity, Social Security benefits can prove to be a very significant amount of your retirement income. But I have to tell you, before warned, there's a degree of complexity to the Social Security system. And most of you listening to this podcast are not armed with the right information to, to determine which is the right filing strategy to choose. And let me tell you, there are a lot of strategies. Did you know that for married couples between the ages of 62 and 70, there are roughly 567 different filing strategies? And in all likelihood, there's only a few that would apply to your unique situation. Now, at my company, at Boston Independence Group, we can help provide you with some of your options about when to begin your benefits, and more important, how to potentially maximize your Social Security benefits. You've spent a lifetime paying into the system. Why wouldn't you want to maximize the return you get from it? If you're close to retiring and looking at your sources of income, a Social Security analysis is of paramount importance. If your financial professional is not able to provide you with this analysis, call me and we'll do it for you right online. We'll also make sure that your Social Security benefit is coordinated 
with your other sources of retirement income, and that you have a cohesive, integrated retirement plan that's easily understood an uncomplicated and effective retirement income strategy. Now, I will tell you this. If you visit their Social Security website, ssa.gov, it provides helpful information on applying for your retirement benefits. You'll even see a section that reads, if you can believe it, Social Security offers an online retirement application that you can complete in as little as 15 minutes. It's so easy. It's exactly what they say on the website. Now, while the website's information can definitely be helpful, I look at Social Security as one of the largest income-producing assets that you potentially own. And in my very humble Boston opinion, a decision as important as, as, important as this requires a lot more than 15 minutes of your consideration. More importantly, it requires the assistance of someone like me who can help you weigh your options and sift through the many filing strategies that are available to you. So you're probably wondering, how does Social Security determine how much money I'll receive as a retirement income benefit? How much will your monthly check be? Does anybody out there know how they do that? Well, what the government does is they've been tracking how much money you've made each year that you've paid into the Social Security system. They inflation adjust those years and they look at the highest 35. Then it takes the average of those years along with the age at which you begin your benefit, and it figures out what you will receive. That's basically what the formula is. But remember, the longer you wait to receive your benefit, the higher your benefit will be. So there is an advantage to waiting if you're able to do that, and if it makes sense in coordination with your overall retirement income strategy. Now, you can visit the Social Security website and access a report that will show you what your retirement income will be. This is the same report that they used to mail to your house, but now you can go online, and it was just redesigned last year. It's really a very well-laid-out report. You can do this yourself, or you can contact me for assistance, and we'll help you do it. Look, my main point about Social Security is this. If you're close to retiring, you are very likely over the age of 55 years old. And being in that category, I honestly believe that you can count on your Social Security benefit to be there for you in your retirement. And the benefit that you receive will likely represent a healthy percentage of your retirement income, not all of it, but a good amount of it. So you really need to understand your filing options. A mistake in this area could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars if your retirement spans 30 years or more. Social Security is a big decision. It's one that requires information, especially a numerical analysis. Now, beyond that, your Social Security benefits should be integrated with your other retirement benefits. You should have a cohesive income retirement strategy. And when you look at your other retirement assets, things like 401k plans, 403bs, IRAs, deferred compensation arrangements, and a host of other items, are there challenges there too? You bet that there are. There are any number of relevant challenges that could impact the value of your retirement nest egg. The biggest challenge at this point when you're close to retiring is how to preserve your nest egg, how to grow it to keep pace with inflation, and eventually how to turn that nest egg into income that's guaranteed to last for your whole life no matter how long you live, just like your Social Security benefit. You know, for most people with whom I meet, there is a pathway to a comfortable retirement. Maybe not a retirement where someone's flying to Paris for lunch, but something a lot better 
than warm, safe, and dry. Something comfortable, free from worry, and will I run out of money too soon concerns. So if that's what you're looking to achieve, I'd really encourage you to contact me. We can discuss your specific situation. We can review your current retirement strategy. That is, of course, assuming that you have one and ensure that you're maximizing your Social Security income benefit. And we can make your golden years everything that you deserve them to be. Just so you know, my company is called Boston Independence Group. We're a Massachusetts Incorporated Retirement Firm. Again, we're located in Westboro, Massachusetts, about 30 miles west of Boston. I can be reached by sending me an email. Just use my first name. It's Jerry with a G, G G-E-R-R-Y, at bostonindependencegroup.com. Or you can call me on my very easy-to-remember toll-free number, 877-772-1776. Again, that number is 877-772-1776. So pick up the phone and give me a call or drop me a note today. But make an appointment. We'd love to talk to you either online or in person. You know, I really enjoy hearing from the audience of this podcast. And as I make a point of saying on each and every podcast, if you contact me, I will personally call you back. It won't be somebody from my office. It'll be me who personally reaches back out to you. As a listener to this podcast, you are very important to me. You listen to my weekly podcast, and I will listen to you anytime that you contact me. So remember, when you're close to retiring, the stakes are high, missteps are common, And you can't help but make a few missteps, especially in this unpredictable world in which we live. You know, when you think about it, it's taken you a lifetime to accumulate the assets that you currently have. Now is not the time to experience loss. Let us help you understand strategies that will help you protect your wealth and allow you to retire in the lifestyle that you once envisioned for yourself and for your family. I look forward to next week's podcast.